warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and as always I am here with my ghoul friend Jessica. Hey! And today we are bringing you another patron select. This episode is dedicated to our patron, Laurel. She has requested the murder of Tony Keller. But before we get into that, if you would like to hang out with us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at Three Spooked Girls. We also have an amazing Facebook group that you should come join if you are not there. That is Three Spooked Girls Official. Book club's kicking back off, so if you want to get in on that over there, go in the group. And if you would like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls for as little as a dollar. You get one bonus episode a month and it moves on up. And on our $5 tier, we have ad free episodes every episode and typically they're posted at least the night before. So definitely check that out if that interests you. But really, besides that, I think we're just going to go ahead and jump right on into this. Antoinette Tony Keller was born on January 14th, 1992. She went by Tony, so that's what I'll refer to her as for the episode. She loved sunflowers. She actually had a tattoo of one. Her favorite color was yellow. She enjoyed drawing with sidewalk chalk, watercolor painting, and she played the viola. On top of that, she also enjoyed listening to the Beatles and Pink Floyd. And for activities, she loved skating, swimming, hiking, and pretty much all things outdoors. And fun fact, she helped build a Habitat for Humanity house as well. So she was just very, very well-rounded. And she was described as a strong and beautiful person who was always positive and extremely forgiving. And people would say she was rarely seen without a smile. And she loved to dance and to sit outside of Neptune North and make people happy. And Tony graduated from high school in 2010. And after that, that fall, she began her freshman year at Northern Illinois University or NIU, where she was an art major. Just six weeks into her first semester at NIU on October 14th, 2010, around noon, Tony told her friends that she was going to go work on an art project in Prairie Park. Quote, she just told people she was going into the forest, which she did all the time, to do her artwork because that's a nice way to relax and have your art feel going. And she always came back before dark, end quote. That was said by one of her friends, Jamie Feather. And the trail she went on to go, it's not like she just like went into the woods, like Blair Witch, random fucking scarier. She went on like a commonly hiked area 
I'm pretty sure I read that the path was paved, you know, so like people used it all the time. It wasn't anything like sketch, you know, and really, I will say researching this case was a bit difficult because there was not a lot of coverage on it, unfortunately. But one of the biggest places that this case was talked about was on web sleuths with locals. And according to said locals, they said there was a quote I grabbed that said it was homecoming weekend before she disappeared. This means that a lot of police officers were in the area all weekend starting on Thursday. So the day before. But it also means that a lot of different people that normally weren't on campus or in the area were here and quote super busy, you know. And originally, they thought she was carrying her art portfolio, like the big giant one, you know. But later, that turned out to not be true. So the following day, she was supposed to meet someone, but never showed up. And this really concerned her friends because this was extremely unlike her. She was, you know, very reliable. She did what she said she would do, things like that. So the police were alerted about Tony at 6.09 p.m. that day. They immediately began canvassing Neptune Hall, her dorm building, looking for her, and they would search everywhere in this building, like every floor, every common room, every bathroom, and of course, Tony's room, which was in Neptune North. And they would call it a night eventually as the hours went by, but at 6 a.m. Saturday, they got right back into their search. And by the afternoon, they had two dog, two canine units brought out to try to track her scent. And both of the dogs confirmed her on the path I mentioned earlier, but the scent would be lost. And they were there at the park until 9 p.m. that night. And then they even stayed overnight interviewing, you know, her friends and people who knew her and things like that just to try to get some answers. Because at this point, it is like this girl just vanished into thin air. Hmm. And the community at the school came together, too. They were very responsive. So there was just everywhere. So officers from the college. The local police department, the fire department, the sheriff's department, and a couple other and another police department and the state police were all searching for her because this park was also by a highway. It was near Lincoln Highway is what it had said. And there was also railroad tracks nearby. So people from Union Pacific Railroad had looked and like everybody was looking for Tony everywhere. And sometimes with these, especially when it's like someone who's young, they're like, oh, maybe they went off with a friend or things like that. No, these people took this seriously from the beginning. So so like the anti-Christian smart people. Exactly. Exactly. And it said every area was searched in a grid, basically. And then not only did they do that, they went through every area twice. So they were trying to be very, very thorough as much as possible. Now, during the search, here is what they did find. Her dorm key was found in the woods. They checked it, and she last scanned her card through the food court on campus at 11.30 a.m. the day she went missing. Authorities assumed following that she must have gone back to her room as her parents located her art portfolio and her scarf in her room. Her camera was missing, but that was something she always kept on her, which for it being 2010, pretty normal. Everybody carried their fucking cameras. (laughs) It's true. Her room key, like I said, was found in the woods. He was told at this point that her footprints led into the path or there was footprints leading into the path and out again. And her dad spoke out as well, saying, you know, emphasizing, she said she was loving NIU, loving college, loving everything. She was extremely happy and she would not run away. So something 
happened. CBD isn't about what you feel. It's about what you don't feel. So stress, anxiety, pain, the list goes on and on. So for myself, I love using CBD as a natural method to help with my anxiety and help keep me focused. And that is why we are so excited to be partnered with Feels. We will talk about becoming a member and getting 50% off your first order in a minute. But for those that don't know, Feels is a premium CBD that will help to keep your head clear and feel your best. It's hassle-free, delivered directly to your door, which you know we love. And for those that don't really know about CBD, it's a natural way to help reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. And there's no hangover or addiction. Now, you do have options when it comes to feels. You can either use their CBD oil and put a few drops under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is that finding your right dose is important and everybody's is different. Or if you need a dose of chill on the go, you can pop one of Feel's new CBD-infused mints for a clear-headed feeling. And they're super minty fresh. I am obsessed. They are literally my favorite product of theirs. And it's so awesome because since we are partnered with them, we have a deal for y'all where you can become a member and get 50% off your first order. You know, we love saving money. And we're all about that self-care as well. So joining the Feels Monthly membership makes your self-care so easy. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel anytime. So start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash spooked girls to get 50% off your first order with free shipping. Again, that's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash spooked girls to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash spooked girls. And like I said, the university got involved as well. They not only helped with the search efforts, but they also passed out flyers, ribbons, buttons, and then they had students who made cards and sent them to her family to let them, you know, know that they were there for the support. The community was there for them. And then they also, the school provided extended counseling services for the students during this time and anybody could go. And on the university's website, NIU Today, there was tons of articles on there. It was like the main place I could find like actual valid information. So something to note, on the 16th, they would find bone fragments that had been severely burned. And they also found Tony's clothes burned as well and her cell phone nearby these bone fragments. Holy shit. So obviously this this doesn't look good, right? But because of how bad of a shape, like how badly these bone fragments were, they had to send them out for testing, right? Before they could say anything for sure. But it obviously doesn't look very good at all. So the authorities get DNA samples from her parents. And this is kept quiet in the media. This is not published until later on, right? Because, you know, again, they have to make sense. Like, you never know what the fuck. And it could have been like, you know, a spree killer, serial killer. Like, it happens all the time. Like, how many fucking cases have we done where there is someone killing multiple people at a college? You know what right. I mean? I mean, it's it's prime ground because, like, being at college, there's, like, this safety that kind of comes with it. Like, I'm at school. Exactly. While they were had sent things away for testing, the search efforts continued as well. They didn't stop. And not only did they check on land and all of that, they also brought in a dive team to check the nearby bodies of water as well. And during this time, 
Tony's mom was hospitalized over that weekend due to stress after she was told the remains had been found and that the case had been reclassified as a death investigation, which completely understandable. Like, holy fucking shit. You know what I mean? Right. That's to be expected. Her poor parents. Well, flash forward. Those would be Tony's remains. I think we kind of figured that out, right? Mm hmm. So they would hold a memorial on October 24th, and it was said that over a thousand people were there. And here, this is where they, you know, they honored her life and they shared all kinds of memories and things like that. And honestly, the articles about the memorial is how I found out info on who Tony was as a person. That makes me like so heartbroken. That's always the like when that's the hardest part to find about a case is to find out who the victim was as a person. And that was the case with this. But I kept digging. I was like, nope, gonna fucking find it. So, like I said, this has shifted to a death slash murder investigation. Authorities started interviewing, you know, more people and whatnot, and they came across this man named William Curl. He was someone who went to this park often. He was local. He didn't know Tony, though. He had popped up on their radar, though, because he had called in and reported a fire in the park. So, uh, spoilers, this man told on himself inadvertently. Hmm. So investigators said they actually became suspicious of him because he didn't show up for a scheduled interview. Before that, they were just kind of like, oh, this is just another person on our list type of thing, right? And he didn't show up to the interview because he decided he was going to flee to Mexico in his mom's car and his credit card records that they pulled, you know, they showed that he crossed the border back into the U.S. Like he'd went down to Mexico and came back. And ended up in Louisiana, where he was looking for work as a day laborer. Interesting. Well, once they caught up with him, he was arrested at the Covington Hotel, questioned and extradited back to Illinois by that Friday. So all of this happened super fucking fast. So after they get him, William, he is charged with first degree murder, sexual assault, arson and concealing a homicide because, yes, there was evidence he did sexually assault Tony as well. And when he was first indicted, he was looking at the death penalty. And at that point, they put him on a $5 million bail because obviously he was a motherfucking flight risk. Right. Mr. went to Mexico. Right. Now, as we get into the trial, things get delayed. So originally, they were supposed to start on May 7th, 2012. But then it was pushed back a month to June 11th by his public offender, though, not for anything because of William, but because his public defender said that they had an extremely heavy workload and this would prevent her from adequately preparing for the case. That's actually, I think, a reasonable delay. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not being like dumb bitch. No, I'm no, just saying, I'm just like, saying like, like it wasn't anything he did. You know what I mean? It was like an actual reason. Most of the time we're like, oh, we want to do a competency thing. Right. No, she was literally just like, I need more fucking time. That was it. That's smart. Right. But there was like more and more and more delays. So they filed some motions, one being to dismiss the first degree murder counts against him because they listed that the charges did not specify what acts caused Tony's death. And the second request was a hearing on whether the testimony from a state witness should be allowed. And then they had the hearing on those motions on November 13th. And then his trial was scheduled to start after that on December 3rd, which wouldn't happen. (laughs) 
it would be pushed again. And this time it would be April going into the following year. So basically on April 3rd, he agreed to spend the next 37 years in prison under a special plea agreement where he acknowledged that he could be convicted of murdering her, but he was maintaining his innocence. So essentially like like an Alfred plea kind of thing. And you would think, okay, cool. That's the end of it. No, it's not. So that August, he files a motion by himself saying that he wanted to have his plea deal overturned because he claimed that he had some articles said physical issues and some said mental illness issues that prevented him from understanding the agreement he accepted in April. He claims that the prosecutors also threatened his son, saying that they would go after him, saying he was involved. But they would say that, you know, he missed the deadline to file any kind of like appeal like this. And he said he was aware of that, but it was because he didn't have any resources on file at the time. And basically they were just like, we don't fucking care. (laughs) And they would, you know, they'd go through the courts for this and then bring us all the way to 2017 when the judge would finally make a decision on this. And basically Judge Robin Stuckert denied this. She was not going to avoid the guilty plea. And she wrote an 11-page opinion on this. And she was like, there was definitely not enough evidence to prove that his rights were infringed upon throughout the case at all. That's good. That's really Yes. Good. He did not get out of jail. Nothing like that. With these horrible cases, you know, it's hard to find something kind of like a positive note to end on. But to honor Tony's memory, NIU has the Antoinette Tony Scholarship Fund. And each year it is awarded to an incoming freshman who is also an art major like she was. And the funds are used to pay for their whole first year of tuition, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. That's really that's really good. Yeah. So I'm really glad that they have this so they're able to, you know, honor her memory and everything. But that is going to wrap up this case. The murder of Tony Keller. So heartbreaking. She was so young. She was six weeks into college. Like she was just a baby. She was a baby, yeah. And this was a crime of opportunity. He it was just because she was by herself. It wasn't like he knew her, nothing like that. So that's really all they had to say as far as motive goes, which is just heartbreaking for Mm -hmm. that. But again, thank you, Laurel, for supporting the show. We appreciate you. And we will go ahead and sign off and we'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye, guys.